Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I'm Peter, that is Matt, and we talk about movies on this show, uh, new movies specifically, and this week we went and saw Murder on the Orient Express, so, well, in the new version of it, but it's not new. Yeah. <laughs> new. It's kind no, of, it's, it's old not story. a new story by any chance. I mean, it was first published in 1934, and there's been like four or five versions of it, and this is just the newest, so yeah, yeah it's weird to say. It's the new murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, um, so th- th- we'll, we'll start spoiler-free, as we typically do. This is uh, this is uh, Kenneth Branagh, uh, if Matt wants to say it. Has Branagh! There you go. Yes. Branagh! Uh, he is uh, the director. He's also in it. He's, he's playing Perot, the uh, the detective, the, the, the lead character that, yes. that uh, uh, sort of permeates through a lot of the, uh, the novels and stuff. Um, so... Basically, he ends up on this train. He's he's been summoned to go and help solve a crime elsewhere. He ends up having to take this train at the last minute, and he interacts with a variety of characters who are all on this train. It's not mm-hmm. a big train; it's a small train, so you've you've got kind of a limited. Yeah, that that took me by surprise because when mm. I heard you know about this, you know, you hear about the Orient Express, like it was this old train, and I figured it'd be like the Hogwarts train that's just it never ends, like mm. you know this big luxury thing and it's not like I think I counted at one point there's like six cars on it so it really created like a uh, what, what's the word like not a condensed but a, uh it wasn't just one location but it felt like one location if that makes sense oh yeah it was I, I, I think it's actually essential for the, cause I'd never seen a version of this story before I think it's actually mm-hmm. essential for the plot because part yeah. of the, the, the thinking is that well it had to be someone on the train and if you had a big yep. long train with lots and lots of passengers it would you know, it would kind of murky the uh, the yeah. investigation a little bit because you'd have so many suspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he interacts with a bunch of different people, and a murder takes place. Uh, Johnny Depp's character, which is not a spoiler, he's the, he's clearly the one who's going to be killed uh, the the second you see him. Uh, and he he like he's a kind of a nasty guy. He's a bit of a criminal, but he dies, and then comes the investigation where uh, Perot, mm-hmm. who's kind of this uh, uh, OCD kind of person, where he, the reason why he's so good at what he does is because he spots when something's not quite right. Uh, yeah. And it sort of shows you that right at the start of the movie because it shows you him stepping in a in a big pile of dog shit. Or, I say dog shit. It's pro- horse. It's, pro- it's probably, yeah, horse or maybe yeah. a camel, maybe, given where he is. <laughs> if that was the amount of dog, that is a massive dog. That's like, true, that's you're true. talking Cerebus. So, yeah, so, so horse, camel. But regardless, he steps in the shit with his like left foot and then he's yeah. like, oh, this is disgusting. But what really bothers me is the imbalance. So the inch steps in with his yeah. other foot so that both feet have the same kind of feel to them. And so it shows you just how much he has to like even things out and he has to figure things out. Yeah, they, they summed his. it up perfectly when he describes himself as he lives in a perfect reality and nobody else does. So that's when he notices that something's off. Hmm. Uh, and I thought that was a nice insight into his and, character. Yeah, he assumes but, his life is the perfect one. But he describes it as torturous because if there's something out of yeah. place, it bugs the shit out of him. So, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it, it sets up who he is. And Emile is a famous character. I mean, I've never really encountered any of the stories before. This is the first one, no. first movie with Perot I've seen it. So, yeah, um, yeah. so he, he investigates the crime. He starts talking to all the suspects and uh, looking at all the clues. Um, I should say that I actually did know the twist because it's a, it's a pretty famous twist. Uh, and it's actually, been parodied. I, honestly, though, there's only one place that I know I know it from, uh, and? and I can't be too mad at it because I love the show. 
but it's actually Frasier uh, spoiled the okay. ending of Murder on the Orient Express for me a long, long time ago. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it's just stuck in my head. I remembered if, what it was. If uh, there was going to be any show that spoiled Murder on the Orient Express, it's Frasier. Because it's an episode where he, he's trying to, uh, I think he's trying to, I don't know if it's a movie or a book, but he's he's been trying to get to like either watch or read this thing all week, and he's trying to avoid spoilers. And eventually, he gets so pissed off at someone for spoiling it, he just like he shouts out like spoilers for the end of five different things. He's like the end of Planet of the Apes, oh. the end of Citizen Kane, the end of this, the end of, and then he says, "And the Murder Express," and then he just sort of says the the ending. And I was oh, like, man. "God damn you!" I'd seen everything else. Everything else wasn't a spoiler for me, but that one was. Um, yes. So yeah, so so I bring that up because I, I think it did affect how I was, you know, just thinking about the movie as it was going. Because I, I think in a first time watch, you may actually be look. Whereas because immediately I'm kind of looking for signs of a certain thing, and well, I think we'll we'll leave the talk about the plot in the case because yeah. I feel like that's all spoiler, and we'll just talk about the other things uh, such as direction, acting, uh, that kind of yeah. thing. So I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I. Not that I completely figured it out, but the way that they laid out, you know, clues, I felt that it made it easy to to put together, like to follow along with Poirot. So, you know, having not known the ending and then realizing I've seen this ending parodied in mm. on other shows and in other, you know, in, in books and stuff, you know, it made it quite nice. But but yeah, it was a it was a fun journey. Like just to follow along with the clues, I think Brenna did a really good job there at you know taking well, that story and I, I guess kind of co- contemporizing it, but not really, you know. Yeah, I guess I'll ask the uh, the, the overall question though. Did you did you like Modern Orient Express? Oh, I I really enjoyed it. It was a nice, like I don't want to call it a filler movie, but you know it was. I went with my dad; he was in town, uh, and, and my wife. So it was one of those nice, you know, just goes kind of a family. And taking a movie, I, I can't. Yeah, I, I actually really agree with that word filler in a in a bizarre way, which mm-hmm. sounds really negative. Um, yeah, but I, if I was to describe how I feel about this movie, as I wouldn't actually recommend you go see it at the theater. I, I would say this is a Sunday afternoon Netflix movie, which is completely inoffensive. You'll have some chuckles, you'll enjoy some of the plot beats, but it's not earth changing. It's not something you have to rush out and see. It's not. And reinventing the wheel by any means. I mean, obviously that's kind of obvious given it's a, based on an old story, yeah. but um, like this is not appointment movie viewing. This was a light, breezy thing to watch in an afternoon. That's kind of yeah. Had, had this to... come out during the summer, I probably wouldn't have made the effort. But you know, the fact that it's November, my dad's in town. It was you know, it, it gets dark earlier. You know, made for a nice. Hey, let's just go to the movies and and take it in. You know, had mm. this not been out, we probably would have went and saw whatever else was there, you know, probably Thor again, or, you know, trying to think what else has been out. It's been, been a weird, uh, fall thus far. So. Well, but yeah, we got justice league next week, Matt. So. <laughs> you sound like it's a good thing, but hmm. I don't all in Matt. All in my, my, my guard's still up. <laughs> I'm going to watch it in defensive stance. Um, so, so yeah, no, uh, so, so, yeah, so I, I think it's, it's entertaining enough, but it's definitely going to leave any sort of impression on you, I don't think. Um, but the direction's fine. Uh, it plays a lot with, you know, sort of following them going through the train, like, you know, the camera will go outside. Uh, obviously, they had a really good set of this, you know, uh, yeah. they had the train on a soundstage somewhere, and they, they, they were playing with how they, they shot it. Uh, you've got a very expansive cast. you got Daisy Ridley in there uh, as one of the yeah. characters. 
Uh, it's weird. This is the first time I've seen her in something that isn't Star Wars. So, yeah. you know, uh, interesting. And I think she kind of she came up doing this kind of stuff on the BBC. I think because she felt mm. she feels like a, a classic actress here. You know, like mm. this felt like a movie from the fifties, maybe. Uh, and then you get to the editing and, and camera moves. But like, I feel it's very traditional acting on everybody's parts. Yeah, so I thought she felt well. I didn't find it distracting. I was like, "Hey, that's Ray." I felt like she was this governess character, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you got William Dafoe. Obviously, we mentioned Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, who I, I I don't actually like Johnny Depp that much, so I was kind of okay with no. him being him being killed he, off early. That was fine. But for he me. wasn't Johnny Depp. He was kind of restrained. Like he was playing this kind of over the top character. Like he's this, you know. I'm trying to think because he's kind of a gangster, but not really. He you know always I mean? plays like an over-the-top character. Yeah, but this wasn't the Jack Sparrow, you know, Mad Hatter, super oh, sure. over-the-top, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, you know, what was, you know, this could have been any other actors over the top. That, that, that's you know, but then I, I, that's I feel the same about Willem Dafoe's character, too, because he has this weird accent, you know, and you're kind of like... He's Austrian, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're like, huh, that's a weird, you know, to put Dafoe in that role. Because it's not a very good Austrian accent, but you're just like, okay, he's over the top. I'm going to go with it. But you know, I felt like Depp's was restrained for him. I guess for, for him, it's restrained. Yeah, I, I think the movie's too laid back for it to be any less restrained than that, though. I feel I feel like if he started doing really wacky things, it'd feel out of place. Yeah, uh, because a, in a way, Perot is the the wackiest thing in the movie. Yeah. He, he he's got the, the big stupid mustache. He's the one mm-hmm. uh, making all these funny little jokes about things being improper and stuff. Like he's he's the one who who, who becomes likable, I think, more, more than anything else. Uh, yeah. And he does have a character arc throughout the movie, uh, which mm-hmm. is, bit, yeah, I'll save that for spoilers actually, because I feel like it. I I will say that I got a hearty chuckle when he wakes up in his in his sleeper car, and he has like a mustache guard on his face, mm-hmm. but it looks kind of like Hannibal Lecter's mask. Yeah, you know. There's a lot. There's actually. I mean, obviously, Olivia Coleman's in it. Judy Dench is in it. You because know, you mentioned Ray being a, a classic kind of. Yeah period piece actress i feel i feel like those two also kind of fit into that into that Definitely. mode michelle pfeiffer's there so this is a very sort of i would say it's not a huge name cast but it's a lot of really recognizable names kind yeah. of uh, throughout the, the the cast josh josh gad's there the whole gad. thing um melby cruz melby cruz uh, yeah yeah so you, you've yeah. got you got all these all these people um i i think the mystery itself uh there's a certain point where I think it becomes really obvious where it's going, uh, maybe a little too early. Like I, I, I think, I, I think the idea of murder on the Orient Express I like more than the actual story itself. The idea of them all been a train and the the, the the detectives trying to figure out who yeah. the murderer is. I think that that idea really appeals to me, but I think because of what the twist is, there, there's like this uh, way it has to go about it that kind of yeah. kind of nullifies it a little bit for me. Uh, so. Um, yeah, so I think we're going to spoilers because I feel like we're we're, we're yeah. dancing around things now. But yeah. um, I, I'd say it's it's worth watching uh, when it's on like Netflix or something. Like that. I would not rush out to see. It. I would I wouldn't uh, oh. give it give it appointment viewing. But but, but say you have Movie Pass and you're looking to go on a date with a significant other or you know you know family night with a you know brother sister cousin whatever. I think you could do a lot worse than Murder on the Rain Express. Like if you feel like, hey, I'm gonna go eat some popcorn, go to the movies. You know. Yeah, but I mean, it is pretty forgettable. I would say that. 
I'll disagree there, but uh, it's pretty forgettable. You know. But it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 whatever. Right. Um. So anyway, so full spoilers from this point on. So. So everyone did it. That, that's the that's the twist. Yeah. At Murder Express is that well, everyone. It, it's a conspiracy, you know. Like, and and that's what I liked about that because I wasn't expecting, you know, like the way that I've seen that everyone did it. It was like, oh, nobody could stand this guy, and they all acted on their own. But no, this was a a definite plan from the people on the Orient Express, and I felt like there's a shot of Leslie Odom Jr. who played the doctor mm. and, and Daisy Ridley on the boat that I felt gave a little too much away early on. Yeah. Cause if, it if, really if, focuses on them and you're kind of like, Oh, well, what are they up to? Yeah. It feels like they know each other, but they're not meant to yet. Yep. Um, you, yeah. you see that early on for, for me, I think the, the, the main issue I have with the, at least, I mean, I don't know how it's handled in the other adaptations. Like maybe the SNL May version from 74 might, yeah. maybe more my thing. I, I don't know. But, uh, like as soon as a second person on that train revealed they had a backstory that connected them to this murder that yep. happened, there was because there's, there's this child murder that happened back back in the US yep. uh, a number of years ago, and as soon as the second person had a connection to that case, I went, yep. well, they've all got a connection to that then, and that's mm-hmm. that's it, that's it done, right? Yeah, how how are they all playing into it? Uh, which I liked, I liked how the story came together, and I guess it shows like you know this eighty year old story still, at least for me holds up and was interesting as, you know, because you get to the end and Perot's, you know, telling all of them all how he came up with this and pieced it together, you know. So, and I, again, I felt that Branagh did a good job there with his character and the direction on each of these characters, especially Michelle Pfeiffer, because, again, you, you feel like she's over the top, but then you find out why she's over the top and who she really is is the grandmother to this child that was killed and, it's, you know, her anger towards Johnny Depp, whose character is the one that did it, you know, uh, which, which also it's based off of the Lindbergh baby kidnapping, which I don't know if you were, if you realize that. No. Yeah, the, there was a, a, a duo named Sacco and Ranzetti, and this guy was, uh, what's his name? Cassetti is, is uh, Ratchet and Cassetti are his names in this. So I thought that was... Uh, pretty interesting that they adapted that. I think that's in the original book too. Hmm. Um. I I think it just it, it gets to the point where it's so obvious to me that I almost like because I I knew going in everyone did it and I thought okay that's interesting and I, I feel like it made sense that that would, that's what would make that's a hard case for Perot because he's he's so good at like okay who's the one who benefits or who's the one who does this because you know you, you yep. get a little scene at the start where he catches this this cop who was stealing stuff and uh, yep. makes a big show of it and it shows you how he how he works and how he does things and how he's very good at his job. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like okay, so a case where everyone on the train is actually working together to kill this person—that's why you would be thrown, and that's why it would take longer to crack. Uh, but once once they actually started exploring this this backstory, and it, it, it came up that there was this murder, I went, well, okay, everyone's connected to that, and I kind of like it became kind of less interesting to me as to why, like the, you know, like how they were all connected. It was like mm-hmm. okay, right, fine, I, I get it. Like so, it was almost like it was going through the motions for me as he was actually explaining like who was because some of them were a little bit ten- tenuous. Like some of them, yeah. Like, what William Defoe was in love with the maid who, yeah. like whatever, like it just it got really convoluted at, at points yeah. with how some of them are connected. Some well, of them, so obviously yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, grandmother, fine. Heavily connected. Uh, one I of just, them, the, I, J- Josh Gad's the, the son of the cop who tried to, you know, 
Some of the prosecutor. The prosecutor, who, sorry, yeah. Who, who Yeah, who was disgraced because uh, they couldn't catch the actual uh, murderer and killed himself. Right? Yeah. Killed himself or – yeah. So what I like, there was this web that's been going on that Perot himself gets tangled in because throughout most of it you see him running through these options and, you know, he, he's kind of doubting himself because he's supposed to be on vacation. You mm. know, this was – him going back to, to Belgium where he's from and or to London uh, to to do something else and you know so he's kind of at first his heart's not into it you can kind of tell uh, but as it keeps going it almost this web pulls him back in and he gets stuck in it himself and I and I like that aspect but like you said like with Defoe and there's just so many characters that were were tenuous at best to. And U.S. Is that the way he's wrong? I think I am, but uh, what I'm for. it's it's a stretch that they would be so involved on getting to Istanbul to take this train, you know, for a case of revenge. It, I, I don't know. I, I think ultimately it's one of these big ideas that I, I get why it's exciting for like the writer to sit down mm-hmm. and go, hey, hey, oh, everyone's connected. Yeah. Um, but honestly. You said you liked that it's a conspiracy. I feel like conspiracies mm-hmm. are the thing that I like the least when it comes to why things are happening. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that there's a there's a, a grander scheme than just, it's, you know. It's just a taste thing, but, like, I, yeah. I, I, typically I'm not a fan when the twist ends up being in a movie that everyone's in a cult or something like that. Like, uh, <laughs> I, love, I love that stuff. Yeah, see, it's, just, it's, just, it's never then, appealed to and me. And I'll be honest... It usually disappoints me because I usually am just like, oh, man, well, that was kind of wasted. But there's something that speaks to me in there that I, I can see how it goes. But here the fact that they were all acting on on revenge for the death of this little girl, I that, I like that. I like that. And, and that's Poro's dilemma at the end. You know, does he, you know, does he go for justice? And it, it, it goes for that justice versus vengeance, you know, and. And as he figures it out, there was, you know, the, the easy answer, which is some assassin slept onto the train, killed him, left. Or there was this big grand conspiracy that's harder to believe, but he has the evidence to prove. You know, and, and well, I well, like that, his well, dilemma that, there. Well, that's the thing. I think the, the part of the movie that works is his arc, where at the start of the movie yeah. he says everything's black and white. There is right and there is wrong, yeah. and there is no in between. And by the end of the movie, he kind of sees this and goes maybe there is something in between because this killer had no justice. These people worked together to make sure he achieved justice. Is it worth putting all these people through the system because they achieved it? And he makes the choice not to that, that, that was interesting to me. Him questioning his, uh, his, you know, absolutes was the fascinating part to me. The actual case itself, once it got going, I was kind of losing interest as the movie went on. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Just the whole conspiracy thing. It just, it wasn't like, and, that's why I, I wonder how I'd, how I would have felt if I hadn't known the twist going in. Would would, yeah. the, would would I have jumped to it as immediately? Would it have made me like be more fascinated by it? But it was kind of like as soon as they connected it to this case, as soon as two people in the train, it was like okay, well I guess they're all connected to it then, and it's all about revenge, and it's that simple. It's just revenge. Yeah, like, well when, it, when I it just, heard that, it, days... it, it, it felt like it's such a foregone conclusion to me at that point that that's where it was going. And the mystery, because even before that, when I knew, okay, it's everyone, I was like, okay, why is it everyone? But I, right. as soon as it got to that second person that had, was connected to that case, it was like, well, I've figured it out for everyone now. So 
at that point, I feel like I was just kind of waiting. And that's why the, the Perot arc was the interesting part to me. And it's a shame it doesn't really come up until towards the end when he finds out. Because that's, that's when he can start to question it. Because before that, he doesn't know that. But once he actually finds out it's everyone, that's when it becomes interesting to me because he's like, oh, do, do I turn them in? Do I go with the other story? Do, do I, you know, what can I live with? Do, do, I, do I live with an imperfection? Do I live with an imbalance? Because it's the right thing to do. Um, and that, that, to me, that was the fascinating part. But until it gets there, there's a lot of figuring things out. And I'd kind of already, like, got to the point and sure i didn't know the details i didn't know why certain characters were connected to it like were they the brother's cousin of the person who kind of fed the, the child once and you know whatever else but um i don't know i, 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 thought, I guess yeah. i guess i just like piecing it together as the movie went along like i had you know realized that daisy ridley was a governess right and and i didn't know what a governess was until about a couple of years ago that it's basically a nanny you know, uh, it's a living nanny that, that basically raises the kids uh, for for a well-to-do family. And so when I had realized that and then you realize that the doctor was a sniper at one point for, you know, the the army and, you know, that ties them to here and there. I liked piecing all that together and having not known what, what kind of gave it away to me was that there were, he was stabbed 12 times and Perot has noticed that it wasn't. It wasn't a clean twelve times, you know. It was like a random twelve times. Yeah, and there's twelve people. Or, or, more, or more, spe- more specifically, it was like every single stab. It was like he said it was like, well, this one's really deep and strong, but this one's yeah. much weaker. It's like, well, cl- and it's like, okay, so twelve different people stabbed them then, and they've all got yeah. different strength. So that's why. Um, and and so that that's what kind of gave to me, and I don't know if that's because my wife watches too much forensic files, and I'm listening in the background while I'm reading comics. And I'm taking that in going, okay, well, that doesn't add up. But, you know, I, I so while I like figuring it out, I felt sometimes it was a little too on the nose, if that makes sense. You know, like he tipped his hand a little bit too much. That, 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 this is the thing, like, I like I don't want to sound too negative on it because I, I think it's a perfectly fine, breezy watch. And that's why I'm recommending yeah. people don't actually well, go spend money on it because yeah, it's a very watchable movie still. Like, you know, when I say that they tip their hand, it doesn't ruin that anyway because. I think his performance as Perot is is really top notch. It's just uh, for me, you know? it's just kind of going through the motions. It's not really getting any sort of spark of life to it beyond just oh, let's have fun and do this one more time. Uh, I feel I feel like they're enjoying doing the, do, having you know performing. I feel like they're having fun doing the story and doing this again. But I, I don't know. Like, does it justify its existence? I, I'm not sure it does. Like, I feel like, even though I've never seen a version of this story before, it still kind of felt this yeah. oddly old hat. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That that said, I would like to see one of these again because I would love to see his Poirot again. I really like that character. So like you know, they tease at the end, death in the Nile, uh, mm. or death on the Nile, that he's going back to Egypt or he's going to Egypt to onto this boat, and it's kind of the same, you know, uh, predicament. But I'm sure it's not exactly the same. Uh, but I, I would like to see that again and see how differently, because I don't think that's been adapted too many times. So I'd like to see the difference there. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just kind of like it's it's fine. It's whatever. Like I I um I was a little bit, uh, you know, I got to a point where I was kind of waiting for it to wrap up. I'm like, okay, right, I I figured it out. So that's you know, so, so some of the like say later second act, early act three was kind of like dragging for me a little bit. But it's it's kind of it's like so inoffensive. It's so breezy and just. Yeah, 
it feels like you, you've went to the, you know the uh, to see a play in the afternoon and like they're just doing this old story that people have done like a million times before and you just kind of like they're just going through it and they're, they're clearly having fun with it but it never really yeah it never gets that that exciting or that that interesting or, that, or even that creative like I feel like I don't know I like maybe, maybe it's just my taste but I'm like oh I wish this was darker I wish this was like. Like you know, there's a murderer on the train. We need to like be careful and stuff like that. That'd be interesting to me, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of just like I'm lukewarm. It's like it's fine. It's, yeah, whatever. You know, that's that's kind of where I fall. Yeah, I, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you, just because I took in the the lighterness and I was I was in for the story. Like I, I feel like you kind of were just going through the motions of it and just kind of wanted to get towards the end. And I fully understand that because I feel like that with other movies mm. so but but so i think if you're if you're down from the beginning it's a more enjoyable watch than if you're like okay i know how this goes because i know my dad has seen my dad's seen three different versions of this and he had said this was the best one and even though he knew where it was going he liked the different changes that uh Bernard had made you know like not consolidating characters like because i guess in one of the versions they they put in like I think it's the Sydney Lumet version. Um, they combined like the sniper character with um, what's his name, the the Austrian. Uh, All right, okay. Willem Dafoe, you know. So they combined those characters, and and he liked the fact that there was two different ones. So and it took advantage of the cast. But I don't but, know. Yeah, so just just thinking about it, though, I feel like combining a few characters might help. Yeah, I, 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 maybe that's why they did it early yeah. on and. I don't know, but it's it's okay. I mean, this book is again almost uh, it, it's eighty I feel, years old. I, I feel old. I feel that the decision not to combine characters this time is less because it actually benefited the story, and more because it was like, oh, think of just the list of names Let's we can see. have in the poster. Like here, yeah. you got all these all these actors yeah. that everyone recognizes, just all in the poster. Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I I, th- I think maybe my my only real kind of proper like disappointment with it would be that from the trailer that that first trailer which was basically just a shot of him walking up the train looking at all yeah. the suspects and it was like sort of saying who they all were like i kind of went into it thinking oh there's going to be a lot of figuring things out and i, I don't feel like there was to the same extent it was mostly just talking to them and revealing the backstories between each of them uh rather mm-hmm. than actually figuring out from clues which i don't know i, I guess it just wasn't as uh interesting as i was expecting it to be but hey ho what 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 are we, we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I like the setting. I, I like the whole because uh, the train gets yeah. stuck uh, out out in the sort of like the snowy mountains. Mm-hmm. There's an avalanche and it kind of derails it, and that's what also allows him to uh, figure things out because they have more time. You know, this is supposed to be a brisk, you know, couple day journey back. And you know yeah, the fact the, that they the, get stranded for an extra two days. Yeah, they're stuck there know? in the one spot for a couple of days, and I like that. I, I really like the setting. I really like yeah. the build up. Uh, it's just the case itself never really got cooking for me. It was kind of. Yeah. How how do you like the Trestle Bridge uh, scene with where he's chasing uh, Josh Gad through there? I thought that was a, a nice change of pace because it was kind of the closest thing to an action sequence. You know, it really wasn't. But I just, it looked like it was a natural practical set that they built. Uh, and it's, that was it's, a visual treat. 
it's funny you bring that up actually because I I'd kind of forgotten it happened for a start. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Se- secondly, actually, I, I think when that scene was on, I was I was kind of thinking this is weird and out of place. It felt it felt. It felt like it was out of a different. It felt like all of a sudden I was watching a scene from Under Siege Two than I was Murder in the Orient Express. Territory. Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of. It was kind of uh, strange. Especially since, like, maybe if I won't go back and watch it again, this will make more sense. But like, why, why is he running to that extent when they've all done it? Like, right. Um. So I don't know, but. I, I, I feel like this has been a short conversation we typically have because I feel like there's genuinely less to talk about. Well, there is, yeah. And the the movie moves, you know. It never, I, I never felt that it dragged, and I just turned on and enjoyed it. Like you said, it's it's filler, but not in the like. I didn't feel it was disposable filler. It was just like a nice time. I'm glad I watched it. I had a good time at the theater, but there's nothing much more to talk about I, 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 I don't think you're, murder mystery I don't think you're missing anything if you don't see this though yeah you know you don't have to see it you know I, I think mean? it's not like if you're interested in it if you if you like the story then yeah. sure check it out but I think for most people I'd say yeah if it's on TV or it's on Netflix or whatever yeah sure yeah. afternoon watch is fine but that's mm-hmm. kind of the extent of my recommendation for it uh, which I, I guess would lead us to rating the movie out, yeah. of, out of 10 so uh, what would you give it, Matt? Mine, I'm giving it a 7.5. I had a really good time with it. And, of course, it's Brenaw. I just got excited I got to say his name a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> and I also really enjoyed his Cinderella. Uh, if you guys remember that, if you've been with us that long. If not, you can – I don't think we reviewed it. I think I just reviewed it. It was on an older episode. but uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think we did, no. I don't uh, think you ever saw it, I've never which seen is it. good to know for Overload. <laughs> oh god um yeah. yeah for me this is kind of a straight six uh straight six out of ten um which means you know fine kind of disposable it's just just what it is uh, i don't know it's not setting the world on fire um it, it's kind of it, it, i know it's a slow weekend at the movies when this is kind of this was the option kind of thing if that, if that makes well, sense well was this or or daddy's home the will ferrell mark Wahlberg oh, movie yeah. which it sounds like it's got well, hold on. written all over it. Hold on a second. Daddy's, Daddy's Home 2, I believe you'll, you'll find. Yeah, Daddy's Home 2. It's a sequel. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, I'll give it this one, though. John Lithgow's in it, which is, you know, points. Yeah, points, points but right also away. Mel Gibson's in it, so that I think that negates. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing about Mel Gibson, though. He's, he, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but he's actually a really good charismatic actor, which is the really annoying thing. Yeah. Well, it seems like he's playing a piece of work in this too, from mm. from the trailers I've been subjected to. So you know, yeah. But Lithgow, he's always great in whatever he's in. I still have to finish Trial and Error, which I was really enjoying. Oh, it's so uh, good. But yeah, so he's great on that. So good. <laughs> uh, but there you go. So that's Modern Orient Express. Uh, so let us know what you think of the movie and yeah. the comments below like subscribe all that stuff get us on twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the channel head over to patreon.com slash TV. you can do that over there you get a link in the corner link in the description for all that stuff uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you once again um, this has been a shorter breezier review of a movie I promise you that in about a week or so time when we do Justice League it will be much longer and it will pro- it'll have passion and emotion. I don't know. Depending on... It, it could be really happy passion. It could be hateful passion. Yeah. We don't know yet. But... Uh, yeah, if you want to treat, go check down our Batman vs. Superman oh uh, dear. review from last year. Uh, yeah. That was a... Do t- your favorite. That was a two-hour long video. 
and there was yep. a lot and lot of swearing so you can check out that but that's us guys so yep. thank you once again for watching keep watching movies and we will see you next time <laughs>